Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky Live. New York City, Thursday, January 25th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Kyle, yesterday you uh, declared that people in Los Angeles should lay themselves in front of a car or a plane before Uh, someone left the area. Who was that person and did the plan work? That person was Jim Harbaugh. Who apparently now the plan did work because he's a head coach of the Chargers. Oh, so yeah. Great job, LA! You got your guy. You got him. Yep. Look out! Look he, out! Right, he was planned to go to El- to Atlanta after that. Atlanta. He had a dinner that went late with the Chargers brass, and uh, I don't think he made it to Atlanta. He stayed in LA. I will not rest until you tell us where the dinner was. I know. I'm I know. This is your thing. Go get it. It's Isn't Orange there- County. It's not necessarily LA proper. So there's a different vibe. That's more your world than mine. I wonder mine. if they went down to Mastro's Crystal Cove. You never leave there. Be there, Newport Beach. Be there. Be there. Or Javier's? I don't know. Let's find out. Jason, how do you feel about Antonio Pierce, Andy Reid, Sean Payton, and Jim Harbaugh? That is going to be a fun division. Mm -hmm. I can see the trash talk going, Uh the handshakes after the game. Talk about it. Oh, absolutely. All right. Speaking of fun, Mm -hmm. we are going to get to a lot of stuff today, two days away from Conference Championship Weekend. For now, time for the lead block. block. We are just days away from Championship Sunday. On the AFC side of things, we get Chiefs Ravens. That's a gift and a half. It's a matchup between two MVP quarterbacks. One has won two. One is uh, about to win a second, perhaps. Here's what Laura Jackson said about Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Everybody's going to talk about you and Pat Mahomes. What is it about that kind of matchup that you really like? What is it about competing against him that you really like? I don't like competing against him at all. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, it's a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, but it, it's just, I believe it's just two, two, two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight. 
heavyweight matchup. That's that's just what I see. Absolutely a heavyweight matchup. And I appreciate Lamar making sure he said two up-and-coming greats. Lamar, you should say that about yourself. Mm. You deserve it. But a win over Patrick Mahomes and a trip to Super Bowl 58, Peter, what would that mean for Lamar Jackson? It would be massive. It would be massive. Uh, this is the Mahomes era we're in right now, mm-hmm. and Lamar is the next competitor, the next man up. We've seen you know, Joe Burrow go toe-to-toe and beat, Lam- and beat Mahomes one time. We've seen Josh Allen go up and head against him a million times. We've seen Justin Herbert lose to Patrick Mahomes a million times. This is Lamar Jackson's big spot. And they've mm-hmm. played in the past. What would a win mean? A win would mean, and I'm not trying to spoil anything, I expect Lamar Jackson to win his second MVP at NFL Honors mm-hmm. this year. A win would mean that the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. Guys, I went with Rich Goldberg, who's our star researcher oh, here. Go. Good morning, Buckle football. Up. I said, give me the list of anyone who's won two MVPs and been to a Super Bowl. I see a lot of Hall of Fame logos there, and I see three other guys, mm-hmm. Brady, who's going to the Hall of Fame, Mahomes, who's active, and Rodgers, who's going to the Hall of Fame. That is elite company. Mm-hmm. Wow. If Lamar wins on Sunday, he is joining that list of group players. And oh, by the way, he's under the age of 30 and has plenty more left to go in his 20s. Brady, Favre, Mahomes, Manning, Unitas. This is where Lamar would go. And, uh, you know, he says Mahomes is a surefire Hall of Famer. Like, And he's right. I, I put it on Twitter yesterday. I didn't realize it would take off like it did. I just said, Lamar says Mahomes is a, is a Hall of Famer right now. If, if Mahomes never takes a snap again, I agree. He's first ballot. That's how good he is, and he's 28. I think Lamar might be there, too. If he wins this game, he goes to a Super Bowl, which is a major accomplishment. And imagine he wins a Super Bowl. Well, then you're talking about Lamar Jackson, Super Bowl winner and two-time MVP winner. And you're talking about him in the, in the list of all-time greats. Uh, this is the Mahomes era right now. I think that is fair to say. That's no insult to Burrow. That's no insult to Allen. It's no insult to Aaron Rodgers. And it's certainly no insult to Lamar Jackson. You get one of these wins, it is, it is undeniable that you are in the conversation as well. And now you're in the conversation of the all-time greats. I, I feel that strongly about this game at home in his own building. Lamar Jackson has a chance to become elite in a way that not even his contemporaries can understand. Mm-hmm. It would be elite in a, in a conversation of eight other quarterbacks mm-hmm. all time. It's so cool, and because of the guy he has to beat is on that list right as there. well, and Patrick Mahomes to get there. And I remember going back to 2010, my brother's coming out for the draft, and he was in that space where he was kind of that tweener, second-round guy, maybe he can sneak into the first round. I remember the weeks, months leading up to the draft, he kept saying, I'm going to go in the first round. I'm going to be a first-round draft pick. You have to speak it into existence Mm. and the power of that the power of belief a lot of people say but do they actually know in their mind and heart that they're going to be in that position I want to take you guys back to 2018 draft night Lamar Jackson's talking to Deion Sanders and I want you guys to listen to what he had to say cool I can see it in your eyes I can see you a little bit upset a little deterred but guess what I'm here it's here you're here I'm a rave it's on all year every year Yes, sir. What could you have done differently that you could have gotten out of that room quicker and got drafted earlier in your career? Nothing. I'm happy to be a Raven. It don't even matter. Yesterday does not matter. You're looking forward to today. I'm looking forward to being a Raven. What are they getting? Everything out of me. They're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. Believe that. 
<laughs> They're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. Believe that. I absolutely love that. Lamar Jackson in his sixth year since being a Baltimore Raven. That's over 5,000 snaps, 91 games. So much football being played. And now this Sunday, he gets to get to that moment that he spoke about years ago on draft night. Believe that. I truly think that he believes that the way they've talked about him this year. In halftime, he's given a speech to get the guys going. Like you said, Shrakes, this is his opportunity to get to the big game and bring that to the Ravens fans, which he said the first night he became a Baltimore Raven. That's big. I love that clip. And yep. you watch that and you watch his charisma and his style and then you know his game. And I, I think it begs the question, why is Lamar Jackson not a bigger star? Mm. And you might say, well, what are you talking about? He's a superstar. We all respect him. And the players all respect him. Here's just some facts. Lamar is 30th in jersey sales. You do not turn on a game on Sundays and see Lamar selling you Pepsi. It just doesn't happen. Why isn't Lamar advising you on the incredible savings you can get by bundling home and auto? It's not. Now, part of it is maybe his lack of representation that's been well documented. But the other part of it is that all those endorsements and all those commercials are starring Patrick Mahomes. They're both about the same age. They're both very likable. They're both really unique talents. They're both MVPs. But is a huge disparity in the in the prestige, in the glamour, in the paydays, in the uh, marketing, and all the endorsements. I, I I wonder why it's so low. And I, the only thing you can come to is that Lamar versus Mahomes on the Madison Avenue, two playoff wins versus three Super Bowl appearances. That's it. So you Lamar gets in this in this game. It's different than just Lamar's so talented and one of VPs. Then he is on the 50-story building in Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, and he is going to the big one. All those guys you showed, Peter, like those guys, those guys collect playoff wins. They collect Super Bowls. I, you you beat the Texans, I get it, and you beat the Titans once. Like we need more than that. So the, ability is not enough. Likeability is not enough. Charisma is not enough. If you're going to jump up to being from a friend of theirs to a friend of ours. You get to the big games, and you win playoff games, and you beat Mahomes. I don't know why he is not, like, selling Pepsi and sunglasses and all that stuff. He should be. He's incredibly likable, and he's so unique. Get to a Super Bowl. Beat Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game. That's not a wild card. It's not a division. This is the big dogs now. Got to have it. And I think, and I think he should be. I, I... I think that's a deeper conversation, though, yes. when you look at Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen's in all of these commercials. He's in Pepsi. He's on Madden, all these different things. For Lamar Jackson, he has a different personality, a different aura about him. And that's why I feel like it's so cool seeing him in the position that he's in. Because when Lamar Jackson steps up to the podium, he has the braids. He has the big chain and the jewelry. And he represents so much more than just himself. Because there's so many kids, especially in Baltimore, to Florida, where he's from, that watch him. And they're just like, man, there's guys right in my neighborhood or in my school or different people I know that Lamar's doing that. He came from where I'm coming from. So I think that's so cool. And to your point, he, he needs to be on these things, these commercials and all of those different things because what he does on the field, what he does in his community, all those different things make a huge impact. I hear what you're saying? We, we've seen guys who march to be their own drummer who come from different yep. backgrounds. Cam Newton, very eccentric guy. Commercials everywhere. Endorsements everywhere. He should have them. And I hope he gets them because he wins this weekend. Yep. Yeah, and a, another quarterback that you see at times have some of those national spots is Justin Herbert. And he is certainly hoping to get to that position. Our NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero joining us now. Uh, Tom, the Chargers made an interesting decision overnight. What's the latest? Jamie, for the first time since the Chargers moved to Los Angeles seven years ago, the brightest Hollywood lights are about to shine on that team. The Chargers agreed to terms 
on Wednesday with Jim Harbaugh on a five-year contract to make him their new head coach. There have been years of flirtation, of course, with Harbaugh about a potential NFL return. He interviewed with the Vikings and the Broncos the past two off-seasons. But the timing and this team always made sense if Harbaugh was finally going to make the leap. He gets to go back to California along with his wife. They met out there years ago when he was the coach at the University of San Diego. He gets a quarterback in Justin Herbert that he can work with, a franchise that does have a lot of talent. They're moving into a new multi-million dollar practice facility. And Harbaugh also has just won a national title at the University of Michigan at a time where there is potential adversity facing the program with multiple NCAA investigations into potential violations. This is a massive coup for a Chargers team that has been fighting for attention in L.A. since they made that move along with the Rams into SoFi Stadium. Suddenly, they are going to be one of the biggest stories in football moving forward. Jim Harbaugh, who has won with every team he has been with since he started coaching nearly 20 years ago, rejoins the team that he once played quarterback for. He is now the new Chargers head coach. Jamie? Tom, thank you. Similar to Lamar proclaiming that he will bring the Ravens a Super Bowl, Jim Harbaugh wanted to do that with the national championship in Michigan. He does so. He returns to the NFL 10 years later. Peter Harbaugh to the Chargers. Yeah, the story that Tom's referring to with uh, Harbaugh's now wife, it was 2006, I want to say, and they met in a P.F. Chang's. That is where they met. And so that is the story, and it's in Southern California, and they go back to Southern California where they met back in 06, right before he took the Stanford job, um, which was a cool little wrap-up here. And if you go full circle on Harbaugh's career. We mentioned it yesterday. Everywhere he goes, he wins and he wins right away. San Diego, he turned around. Stanford, he turned around. The 49ers, he turned around. And then, of course, Michigan, where he stayed for nine years, he turned around and now they're the national champions. A couple things on Harbaugh's team. There's an urgency. They win. Also, they're tough. They're not going to be soft. So the Chargers, whatever you think of them in your head when you close your eyes, think of the Chargers. This isn't a Southern California cool surfer vibe. This is like a tough Northeast vibe if you're Mm -hmm. into those geographic things. And then the last part about it is that he can hire coaches. Mm. You look at his staffs, whether they be at Stanford, whether they be at Michigan, and of course at the 49ers, it becomes an incredible staff overnight. Not sure if he's bringing Jesse Minter with him, who was a defensive coordinator in Michigan, but we will see the rest of the staff and a lot of those guys that have coached with Harbaugh, not only in the college ranks, but in the NFL, will be joining him at the Chargers. It's a major, major coup, if you will. I think it's a one, great one. And now I'm in the mood for some lettuce wraps. Let's go. Oh, oh my. Salty as hell. So good. I love that. I'm a honey chicken Even though they're wrapped well. in lettuce. <laughs> I, I love that. And Harbaugh, you talked about his impact right away. And you look at the numbers he had when he was with the San Francisco 49ers. And the main thing was they found a way to win games. What I'm fascinated by this, as you look at this, you go to that bottom column and you see second. Justin Herbert is the quarterback there. You know, a lot of when he was with the 49ers was Colin Kaepernick. A little bit of a different offense. But at the same time, under Harbaugh, you watch what he did with J.J. McCarthy with Michigan. They weren't a team that threw the ball all around the field. Now he has a talent like Justin Herbert. I know he had Andrew Luck at Stanford. I'm interested to see how he deploys Herbert in this offense and what they're able to do. Herbert's numbers have been fantastic since he's been in the NFL. He's broken records. He's done all of those things but he hasn't been able to win the games. And Harbaugh, I think, will bring that impact and change that organization. I did, too. He, Jim Harbaugh is serial. Like, it is, it is clockwork. And Peter mentioned the journey. We all know the journey. You know, he coached here, he coached here. I don't know if everybody completely understands or remembers how significant each stop was in the sense that 
Everywhere he went, they were terrible mm. when he showed up. So let's just do a quick recap. He has this thing with San Diego. Then he shows up at Stanford. He gets a huge promotion. He goes up the coast. Stanford was 1-11. Wow. They were an embarrassment. 1-11. By the time he left, Stanford was winning 12 games, embarrassing Pete Carroll's USC team. This guy got Toby Gerhardt to finish second in the Heisman by the slimmest margin in Heisman history to Mark Ingram. All right? So he's like, Stanford blows up. 12 wins. Goes to the pros. Make the jump. When he shows up in San Francisco, the 49ers had been 6-10. and 10. They had fired Mike Singletary the year before. It's an Alex Smith team. They weren't going anywhere. Harbaugh takes over. Same quarterback. Same core. They start 9-1 and one in his first year. They get to the title game. No one does that. McVay didn't get to the title game in his first year. Boom. Blows up. Loses to his brother in the Super Bowl in the last play of the game. It's amazing. Takes his dream job, Michigan. He goes back to his alma mater. Michigan was a 5-7 and seven terrible Brady Hoke team. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Bam, first season, 10 wins. The first two ranked opponents he played, he won 38 to nothing and 31 to nothing. <laughs> He's insane. He's a total madman. I will close with this. I will be very surprised if next year's Chargers do not win 11 games. Wow. If they finish 10-7, and seven, I'll be wow. surprised. I'll, I'll think they're underachieved. He is – I really do think there's a – a shot that he's the best football coach in the world at any level. I expect them to win 11 games. I think this is a terrible day for the Chiefs, Raiders, and Broncos. He's a psychopath. He is amazing, amazing coach. And what do we always say about the Chargers? The one thing, the word that follows them around all the time, potential. Mm-hmm. They're always so damn talented. For 30 years, they always have great players. They don't have anybody to harness it. They do now. Like, Toby Gerhardt finished second on the Heisman Trophy. You don't think Justin Herbert could light it up next year? Like they're gonna, they're gonna kill it. They're gonna kill. I think eleven wins for the Chargers next year. Eleven. Psychopath in the most loving way possible. Um, it's interesting. One of the phrases that Tom Pelissero used was "fighting for attention in L.A." Both of you can speak to this. You having lived in L.A. and Peter just knowing the football market out there from being a, a Fox person. Um, the Sean McVay experience has been great from a personality perspective. But what do you think, like the Harbaugh battle now brings from an L.A. football personality perspective? Massive. Like unapologetic aggression. Listen, I mentioned he embarrassed Pete Carroll's USC team. Pete Carroll ran L.A. He ran over UCLA, ran the whole city for football. At the end of the game, Jim Harbaugh was running up the score on Pete Carroll's USC team, so much so that Pete Carroll came out after the game and goes, what's your deal, man? And they had this really contentious handshake. Pete Carroll was running college football at the time. Mm -hmm. He was a god, and Harbaugh was smacking him around and running the score up. Like, he's a cold-hearted bastard in the football sense. He really is. (laughs) It's exactly what you want. Eccentric person, as a football coach, cold-hearted. Like, I'm... An alien. He really is. And, and eccentric is the word, but also can move the, the needle. I, you know, it's their tenants in that sofa. You know, they, yeah. they, they, they play there, and it's really Good like point. the ramp. Like they, it's Stan Kroenke's building, and they play there. And, I, and that's how it almost feels sometimes, or the Chargers, okay, let's bring in our guys, and let's, you know, we'll raise the cannon or whatever they do on Sundays. And it's <laughs> almost like we're, we're there too. This is different. And I think this is not only a bite at the apple of the Rams. I think it's a bite at the apple of USC. I think mm-hmm. it's a bite at the apple of the Lakers. Like this, And it's also, they're opening a brand new facility this yeah. year that's like supposed to be dazzling. And mm. it's like a big South Bay contingent. And it's a different deal here with this Chargers thing. And I think mm. Harbaugh fits really well. It was the same thing. You mentioned handshake. Jim Schwartz with the Lions yeah. when they came in and gave him that big pat on the back. And when it comes to winning, I saw a stat where it's like the Chargers have been to four conference games in 54 seasons and we know what Harbaugh did in just four of them. He went to three of them. So right away, yep. he's going to change the kind of the fate of that organization. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. 
T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my day. day. <laughs> <laughs> We are just days away from Championship Sunday, where you'll see the 49ers host the Lions for the NFC title game. Let's hear now from Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Lions, on the defense that needs to stop all those superstars that San Francisco has up their sleeve, and Jared Goff sticking up for some of the stars in Detroit. We're disruptive, we're aggressive, and we hit. And, uh, and that, to me, has got to be what we're about. You know, those are the principles. And I think you see our confidence going up. It's really gone up over the last six weeks. You know, we started hot, and then we just kind of hit. You hit a rough patch, and then we came through it. And uh, we're on an uptick right now. The way we're playing there, the way we play on offense and special teams, we're, it, it's, it's the right recipe. You guys got a lot of, got a lot of really good players, obviously. But maybe not. Oh, thank you. What's that? I said thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> maybe not viewed, though, as the superstars, like maybe the 49ers have. Or other All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys like St. Brown and getting you. Yep, St. Brown was first-team All-Pro. So. Right, right. Um, so was Panay. <laughs> sorry, continue. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Absolutely, but do you feel like there's this is – a chance for more. Yeah, I know. I know what you're. I know what you're getting at. Yes, uh, I, I do. I think. I think we've got a lot of ton of ton of great players who, um, 
maybe haven't had the the national stage that up to this point um, that a lot of a lot of other guys have, and obviously they have a ton of good players as well, and, and a ton of pro bowlers and all pro players over there. And um, it's it, yeah, we we feel like you know we've got a lot of good players too, though, like you mentioned, and um, excited to play on another national stage and, and be able to showcase that. All right, we saw a slice of that Jared Goff and that personality in September when he said, I, I thought I didn't know I was a poor man's Matt Ryan. But if that's a Jared Goff that we're getting time and time again, like I would like the Lions to keep winning. Just that is a great version of Jared Goff. Um, how do we see these Lions who don't have as many superstars definitively on their roster. How do they upset the 49ers? I love that as you hear Jared Goff because he's talking and he's just like, oh, Amon Rise, first team all pro. Penny. So we, we got some guys as well. And moments like this, you say, all right, they just have the regular, the ordinary players and they don't have those stars of the Debo and the Kittle and the Christian McCaffrey and all those guys that the 49ers have. But it's like at the same time, when you look at this team, it's all about doing the small things. Those little things become big when you execute those plays. I'm looking at the 49ers against the Packers last week, specifically the Packers on offense. They were able to run the ball to the outside, pitching it to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was incredible in this game. 108 yards rushing. He averaged six yards a carry. But it was the receiver doing the dirty work, blocking Chase Young, Nick Bosa, getting the ball on the outside. So looking for this Lions team, he mentioned Amara St. Brown, Jamison Williams, those guys, the Josh Reynolds, the Donovan Peoples-Jones. You're going to have to stick your face in there and make some of these big plays to get going because the 49ers on defense, we talk about how good they are, but what you saw was the Packers were able to run the ball, and that's the first step of it because once they ran the ball, we were able to see Romeo Dobbs deep behind the defense, uh, Jaden Reed, all of those guys making plays, but it started up front with Wicks and all of those guys making some of those blocks. When you look at the for, for the Lions, how you attack this team, I think it's going to start in the run game, specifically getting the ball on the outside, finding those creases because, hey, we're watching Aaron Jones do it, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. Those guys have the ability to do the same thing. You know, when, when they hired uh, Chris Spielman a couple years ago, Spielman's whole deal was I'm going to be the liaison between the players, the coaches, and the owner. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to help build the culture. And then, of course, they brought in Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, the mm-hmm. GM, and you start building pieces. This team, as flashy as they are and as many all-pros as they might have and, and Amon and Ross St. Brown and some of the big highlights that we've shown, they are built from the inside out on offense. And they are built with one of the best offensive lines in football. And that offensive line includes Ragnow and Sewell and Decker, who are all first-round picks. Mm. They're tough as nails inside, and they are led by Sewell. And Panay, who Jared Goff mentioned, and Kyle, you mentioned it yesterday, this guy isn't just your typical offensive lineman. He looks like he's a wide receiver out there. He moves, he runs, and he chirps. Take a listen to pregame. The fine folks at NFL Films mic'd him up. And here was Penny Sewell last week against the Buccaneers. This my first whistle to the last. From the first to the last, we come out here with a relentless, a relentless intent. Come on, Penny. It's not just Penny. Now look, Jonah Jackson's going to be down. He's injured, so they're going to go Yodi uh, Awasika probably with him. But you're talking about Decker, first-round pick. Ragnow, first-round pick. Penny, not only a first-round pick, their captain at wearing number 58. And Glasgow has been there forever. Like, this is their heart and soul. And I don't think they're scared of 
Chase Young. I don't think they're scared of Eric Armstead. I don't Mm. think they're scared of Fred Warner. I think that this team is different than some of the other upstart squads that are going into a team that's favored by a touchdown. I think this squad knows that they are as tough as any in the trenches. And the strength of San Francisco is that defensive line. Chris Kosarek and his unit, they get after you. That's how they punish teams. That defensive line gets you. They pressure you. These guys are no joke. I think they beat the line. They beat the 49ers if this line does what they've done all season. Not only play well, but show that bark and that fearlessness that they play every single week with. That's great. Sewell's on fire. Mm-hmm. So many segments about should the Bengals draft him. Jamar Chase. It's, and the first year it was like. It was big. Both teams made the right pick. I yeah. I know. It was, it, it, everybody made the right yeah. pick. Look at this. I, I'm trying to envision the 49ers losing this game. And the four of us come here on Monday, and like, what happened? What, mm. what, what did the Niners? Now the Lions are going to do the thing, but what did the Niners mess up? I can't envision Shanahan blew it or mismanaged this and this. I can't envision the Niners' defense didn't show up. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey starts fumbling. Blah, blah, blah. I think if there's any entry point to the Niners' loss, it has to be Purdy. I mean, it really Ooh. does. And that's the only one I can come up with, and he's been fantastic this year. But he's the only one that I don't just implicitly trust. Hmm. And so I look here. Outside of Jared Goff, if I were to pick one Lion who has to have a massive game, it's Hutchinson. Hmm. It's Aiden Hutchinson. You got you to rattle that dude because the Lions are not set up where they have, like, two stars, like, two pass rushers. Like, yeah. Their pass, numbers are, pass rush numbers are a little low. And Hutchinson is the guy. He's 14 and a half. The next is not even close. Aleem McNeil. It's great. Those are good players. What I'm saying is, like, Hutchinson doesn't have a really big game. I don't think the Lions win. I really don't. We talked about it. He will probably not go against Big Trent because he's a left tackle. He comes on the right side. But if you, if the only thing we can look at for the Niners in terms of vulnerability and bleeding was that weird three-game losing streak. And Purdy was getting sacked a lot. And I know he was dealing with a lot of things physically at the time, but teams were hitting him. Teams were taking him down. Hutchinson needs to be the MVP of this game. Golf, of course. Aiden Hutchinson doesn't have a sack, sack and a half, pressure, batted balls. I just don't think they can rattle the Niners' offense. I don't think they have enough in their secondary and outside of Hutchinson in the pass rush. If I'm a Lions fan, I'm praying, praying for Aiden Hutchinson. The Michigan kid story keeps continuing and keeps going because he's so important to the Niners' potential vulnerability. They may not have any vulnerabilities. They may not. (laughs) But if there's any entry point, if there's the exhaust port in the Death Star, you guys know what I'm talking about, for the proton torpedoes, Mm. it has to be Hutchinson coming into the backfield, or I think the Niners are going to the Super Bowl. You guys see that, speaking of mic'd up clips from the Lions, the Aiden Hutchinson just like looking around after the back-to-back Lions home playoff wins. Mm -hmm. Like To your point, this is a true Michigan, it's in his blood, everything. His dad played at Michigan, he did, he couldn't get the big one when he was playing at the University of Michigan, watches his former team win a national championship. Now he's going on to potentially go to Super Bowl. This, the emotion and the heaviness to Aiden Hutchinson must be so massive, yet he is seems to be soaking it all in. And like he could capitalize because he seems to be a, a guy that does that in moments like this. We saw the Lions put up, as we mentioned, an impressive performance over their uh, win against the Bucks last week. Meanwhile, the seven-seeded Packers took the Niners right down to the wire. Does that qualify, Jason, the Lions as the hotter team right now? <sighs> Who cares? Answer. I, think, <laughs> I love that answer. I think when you look at hotter teams, the playoffs is about matchups. And you look at it for the 49ers. They had they didn't play in the first round, so they had a week off. But then you also look at week 18, they didn't play any of the guys. So there was some rust that comes into it. But also the Green Bay Packers, how they attack, is that the same as how the Lions attack? For that Lions offense, you're looking at what they're going to possibly do. And they have two running backs, so they may feel good about what the 49ers are able to give up on the ground. For the Lions defense, you're like, all right, those first two games. We watched Puka Nakua go off. We watched Mike Evans go off. 
But the Lions defense may come in and say, you know what, the 49ers aren't a downfield passing team like that. It's more of George Kittle passing around the line of scrimmage. So I think from a matchup standpoint, who's hot, who not? You're in a conference championship game. Both of these teams feel hot, feel confident. There's no doubt in anybody's mind going into this game. So I don't think it's going to come down to, well, you won your game by 15 points. Well, we just squeaked by. I don't think any of that matters when you get to no. this. I do think there is something to play off momentum, though. And, like, when you get those six seeds and, and the recent when before the alignment, like the Packers with Rodgers, when they snuck in the playoffs and they went on their run. And then the Giants in 07, they, they had to go on the road to Tampa and then on the road to Dallas and on the road to San Francisco. Or Green Bay before finally winning their Super Bowl. This doesn't feel that way, and I I feel like the Lions belong in this spot. They're mm-hmm. they're a worthy opponent. They're a three seed. They're not some Cinderella story. They've mm-hmm. been you know, top of the line mm-hmm. on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball all season long. I will say this: if if you weren't impressed with San Francisco for 58 minutes last week, like I get it. That Purdy drive in the final two minutes was awesome. He took him 90 yards. He dissected exactly what he needed, a bunch of third-down conversions. Sure. He's hitting Jawan Jennings over the top there. What do they call it, the honey hole shot he had to Connolly on the sideline where he just nails it there? Like, Purdy went all the way down the field and got it done. So, hot, not hot, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't think this applies to this, this matchup because you. both teams are really good, and both teams had to finish the game last week and did. What do they call it? The honey hole. Honey that's hole. That's, a, that's what that's they call it? That's a term. Yeah. I, I like it. On the sideline. Give me the Chris Connolly, number 84 on the sideline. <laughs> What's the derivation of that term? <laughs> <laughs> it, might be, it might be vulgar. I have no idea. Kyle kind of wants it to be. It certainly <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> it does. Um, wow. I, I, don't, I don't agree with the lines being the hotter team either. I, I, I've developed a new philosophy about these teams that get buys. If you get the buy, the division round is just survive. There's such mm. a rich history of the teams getting buys coming out flat yep. and rust, blah, 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 blah. Survive. I don't care that they didn't get the style points against the Packers. We know the Niners. We've watched them for a couple of years now. They're good. They're not some sort of fraud. I, I actually look at the the Lions have not had a week off since October. It's been a long time. Wow. You can kind of relate to it, right, Peter? Yes. Uh, they have not had a week Ooh, off. Since you said August, I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peter July, has July, not had August, a week sorry, off. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, if anything, like, they got the win. They're rested. They're ready. Hot. Sure, the Lions have played fine. I, I don't see them like when we look back in this game of the Lions won, it's like, yeah, they were the hotter team and San Francisco just didn't show up. It's fun to talk about, but I'd rather have rested and comfortable, and I think the Niners are that. The honey hole, it's the spot in the beehive yes, where a commodity God. or a resource that is very precious. Thank hides. God. Okay, so you're good, the honey hole. So if Thank you put God. the ball right in the honey hole. Right, well, you're now good, type Peter. it into Urban Dictionary. No, <laughs> I won't do it. No, no, keep I got it clean, you. Kyle. It's cover two. You got the receiver up. The honey there. hole shot. He, he just gets right. past the guys have the Connolly catches? That, that's, no. I don't know. And tomorrow. you get the, the Gloria's there too, right? Stop it. I only talk about the honey hole. I'm trying to learn. No. <laughs> now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.
Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go play places what's up i'm john wall and i'm cj toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called point game everyone please welcome coach john calipari we're getting beat by 18 my first game in kentucky they're saying cows are busted can't coach this is crazy john wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater yep. you remember that john? my first game win i ever made remember you said you never seen me do that ladies and gentlemen demarcus boogie cousins i called book i'm like yo bro i'm about to commit to duke and I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Mixed Bag Trivia. You guys know we've got two former MVPs oh. squaring off in a conference championship game. It doesn't happen that often. In fact, there's only been a few times when former MVPs face off in a championship round. Patrick Mahomes was asked about his competition, Lamar Jackson, and what this means yesterday. He's going to be the MVP for a reason. I mean, he's, he goes out there, he, he leads his team, um, he, he scores, um, he, he runs, he throws, he does whatever it takes to win, and, and that's what the great greats do. And uh, uh, like I said, it'll be a great challenge for our defense, but also a great challenge for our offense going against their defense. So uh, it's going to take a, a full team effort if we want to find a way to get a win. If you watch the NFL Network, you know that this is uh, one of those games that you can't talk enough about. And we figured, let's go back in history. And you know what? There have only been four times in NFL history where former MVP quarterbacks have squared off in a conference championship game. Only four. I don't so, believe that. Right? I don't believe it. Only four. <laughs> so, Jason, do you want to start off with some trivia around those four instances? Let's go. All right. The last time we got two former MVPs was 2020. Mm-hmm. When Tom Brady beat Aaron Rodgers up in Lambeau. Brady, of course, was the MVP for many Patriots teams. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, a four-time MVP for the Green Bay Packers. Brady came in as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. If you remember, Green Bay kicks a field goal and makes it to cut it to five. Okay. Tampa Bay gets the ball back in the final minute of the game, and they need to get a first down to bleed out the clock to keep the ball away from Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Jason, which Buccaneers player had a six-yard run on third and five to send Tampa Bay to its first Super Bowl 
since 2002. We're going to get rid of that apostrophe. Yeah. It's, yeah, good uh, grammar guy. Third and five. I remember Scotty Miller had a big catch. That was deep down the sideline in that game. So you got receivers up there. So Godwin and Miller could have been in the end around third and five. I'm going to say it was Ronald Jones, and he came in. No, you know what? I'm going Leonard for that. Third down back. I'm play, off play, Lenny? play off Lenny? Play off Lenny. I'm going. Play off Lenny. Okay, so just to set the stage again, <laughs> they make this decision. It's an eight-point game. They kick a field goal. Everyone at home is like, how do you not let Rodgers go for it? Oh, well, if our defense just stops him, Brady had thrown three picks in the mm-hmm. second half. Mm-hmm. We get the ball back, and we can win this thing. Let's go to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Who got the big carry for Tampa Bay, Bruce Arians? Toss to Godwin. He's got the first down, and this game's over. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady are going to Super Bowl 55. And Rodgers has spent the entire offseason simmering. How do you not let me When he hosted Jeopardy, one of the contestants made a joke about how did you not be left on the field. I remember that. It's a good question. Chris Godwin on an end around. Oh, Tough trivia question. Right here. That was dirty. I like that. That was a good one. <laughs> We're going to start it off hot. Like Let's that. go. Godwin, <laughs> Godwin had a great game that day. 110 receiving yards and a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers lost their fourth straight championship game mm. that day. Uh, Jamie, are you ready? Sure. All right. 2015, Peyton Manning and the Broncos beat Tom Brady and the Patriots in the AFC championship game. They're down eight in the final minute, and the Patriots get the ball, and Brady drives his team the length of the field and hits which player for not only a 40-yard deep pass, but then a four-yard touchdown, only to come up just short on the pending two-point conversion. Who did Brady go to on these two big plays down the stretch to almost tie Peyton Manning in his building? Edelman, Gronk, Amendola, or Steven Jackson, who was on that squad? He was on that squad. I was uh, working for Nesson, living in Boston at the time. Oh. Um... My gut tells me to go with Gronk. My heart is leaning towards Julian Edelman as well. Amendola was great then, but I don't think in those moments that's where he was looking. Gronk was so lethal in the red zone. I'm going to go B, Rob Gronkowski. Okay, we're going to go right now to a call, and it's going to be Jim Nance and Tony Romo, and we're going to get a pair of plays, and you're going to see one of the coolest drives ever that really led to not much because Peyton Manning was going to the Super Bowl anyway. Mm. They didn't get the two-point conversion. Take a listen. This one could close it out. Brady, though, goes down the field to Gronkowski, and he has the football at the 10-yard line. He was double-covered. And what happens when you're double-covered? Who's got him deep, in and out? Look at that. So, oh, I got him inside. You got him outside. Gronkowski goes right down the middle, and that was a beautiful throw by Tom Brady. With the game on the line, Brady in the pocket. End zone bound, and it is caught by Gronkowski to make it 20 to 18. He got away from the Denver defenders. Double covered again. Tom Brady under pressure, just threw it up. Perfect coverage. They had it just the size of Gronkowski. 6-6 goes over Chris Harris. My apologies to Phil Sims. That was Sims, not Romo sure. on the call. And Jamie, you nailed it. Gronk. 
Kyle, you said you're high. This is peak Gronkowski. Yeah, he's so unstoppable. Good. He's yeah. an absolute oh terminator. How can you not in moments like Unbelievable. that? Unbelievable. 144 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown <laughs> there. His late score made it 20-18. New England had that final chance to tie it, but a pass to Julian Edelman was incomplete, oh. and Peyton Manning would advance to Super Bowl 50, where they would go on to win and beat the mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers. DeMarcus Ware also gets his Super Bowl with that victory. Mm-hmm. Maybe a threat to Gronk on the two-point. Exactly. Maybe we right? I mean, Edelman's done a lot. He's no slouch. Yeah. <laughs> Gronk was pretty hot. <laughs> Maybe he was gassed. I don't know. Who knows? All right, so we're getting MVPs versus MVPs. Kyle, Patrick Mahomes became just the seventh quarterback of the Super Bowl era to win MVP and Super Bowl the same Mm -hmm. year when he did it last year. Mm -hmm. Only seven guys have done it. Mm -hmm. Kurt Warner did it Mm -hmm. for the 99 Greatest Show on Turf. Let's go back to January of 2000 when the Rams win that Super Bowl over the Titans. The number one song in America that day was... Blue by Eiffel 65, which has since been redone and covered this summer, was a hit again by the great B.B. Rexa. I Knew I Loved You by Savage Garden. What a Girl Wants by Christina Aguilera. Oh, good. Seth, Bebe Rexa or B.B. Rexa? What do you go with? (laughs) B.B., okay. (laughs) Smooth Santana featuring Rob Thomas. What do you got? Smooth blew up in spring of 99. So by the time we get to summer, it's January 2000. I don't think it was the number one pick. Spring of 99 is when Smooth blew up. The whole Supernatural album, he won about 50 different Grammys. It's amazing, but I don't think it lasts. I don't think it had the legs to get to January 2000. What a Girl Wants is in play. I Knew I Loved You is by Savage Garden. I like Truly Madly Deeply. I Knew I Loved You is the videos on a subway. And I'm trying to think, is it is it Jennifer Love Hewitt? There's a there's a, a young actress who's in it. Research, get on it in our ears. Eiffel 65 was massive, but was it the number one song? I'm blue. Not, I used to say, we used to change the lyrics of that song to all kinds of things. What a Girl Wants by Christina. She's a massive star at the time. We're in the middle of the Extina versus uh, Britney thing like that. What a Girl Wants is my answer C. Okay, the correct answer is... I knew I loved you by Savage Garden. Oh! Kurt Warner's hoisting that Lombardi. He's kissing Brenda Warner. And what do we know? I knew I loved Before you. Before I met you. Before I even met you. How did you know that, Savage Garden? You didn't guys. even meet the girl yet. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten damn Dunst. All right, so mm. Dunst. And then she follows that up with Spider-Man two Ooh. years later. Dunst Man. is coming up hot. I think she was dating Gyllenhaal at the time. Woo! Oh, man. I knew I loved you before I met you. It's a beautiful sentiment. Look at It's incredible. Guys. I love those Savage guys. Garden. Savage Garden. Oh, Wicked Garden. STP. I, 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 I messed that one up. Apologies to Savage Garden Twitter. My bad. Like a think of cherry cola. That was his. <laughs> that was, that was great. Love those guys. All right. Last one. Cordy, stop giving us all your playlists with Savage Garden. <laughs> yes. uh, video clue. The first time Lamar played Mahomes was actually an arrowhead in December of 2018. Mm. All right. They put Lamar in during his rookie year at the end of the season. Mahomes has his most famous no-look pass of his career in this game. Who catches the famous no-look pass from Patrick Mahomes? Kirsten Dunst. That we, <laughs> that we showed a million times on not only this show, but every highlight yeah. from Mahomes will ever see. It's a no-look that is the most uh, deliberate no-look you'll ever see from a quarterback. Matthew Stafford, take a seat. Uh, it's Demarcus Robinson, Albert Wilson, McCall Hardman, or Byron Pringle. Let's start with Jason. All right. Deep cut receiver. Yeah, this is deep cut. I'm trying to think, was Hardman there? Yeah, Albert Wilson might have been off the team. I'm going to go with A, Demarcus Robinson. He seems to always be in the right spot. I'm going with Demarcus Robinson. The only thing I do know is that Michael Hardman was still at Georgia, so I can't go C, so I have no idea, so I'll go D, Byron Pringle. 
I have a faint memory of Burleson making a lot of potato chip jokes at the time. Like, that, that was kind of wheelhouse for Nate. Once you, you pop, you once can't. You pop, you can't stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Pringle in honor of Nate. Okay, let's find out. And let's go to Jim Nance. And this time, I swear it is Tony. <laughs> okay. On the call, and then you're gonna watch the different aerial of of this of this pass, which is maybe my favorite Mahomes pass of all time, including the wasp. Until they get it past the 40, 45 yard line. Mahomes. Connects it. It's Robinson for the second straight play. Look at the magic of the quarterback. Just Mahomes moving around, dancing, and then throws it like almost a no look. He is not looking at all at the receiver and throws it on a dime no. to a streaking to Marcus Robinson. That's insane. It's an insane pass. It's still maybe the greatest Mahomes pass. Now, maybe not the most clutch or whatever, but did that against Lamar Jackson. Your reaction as a defender? That is just ridiculous. And it's not like, it's different if you're standing there and I go here and I throw it this way. Robinson is coming across the field, so he has to lead him and still get the ball there. That's like, as a DB, I'm like, this is just embarrassing. This guy's just out here having fun. Mm, you you were so early to the Mahomes thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's like you love him before you met. That was my Savage Garden. Mm. That's right. Savage Garden. There's nothing. Before I even met him. Nothing more gratifying. I can imagine as a quarterback, never played it, but as a point guard to just do the baseline, like the guy cuts and he goes that way, and you're just like, whoo! Like I imagine it's just that's how good it is. Unbelievable. That's Pete Carrill, Princeton offense. Oh, Let's go. Back door cut. Back door cut. That was it. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.